Welcome back to another dope episode of Confessions of a Practicing Christian with yours truly, Aaron Fanice, where I give godly counsel on all things success, life, and wellness. We back this week with part two to the beginner's guide to overcoming spiritual battles and fleshly desires. Without further ado, let's get into it. Woke up today, feeling great. No worries, today is a new day. Even with the lot on my plate, man, I have it all, but I always have faith. So we gon' keep it real, we gon' keep it true, and still praise God with a new groove. Come together and push through. It's amazing what prayer can do, cause sometimes it's hard to see the blessings right in front of me. Follow the light, and now I see God has been so good to me. Man, that's so, that's so deep. You you said that, you know what I'm saying? Because I was just looking for that verse too before I got on this call. <laughs> and that's what it's about, you know what I'm saying? Taking the truth and putting it up against the lie. When you bring the truth in against the lie, the lie has to go. It does. The enemy has to leave. And yep. the truth is the word of God. So like she said, take all those thoughts in captivity and measure them up and put them up to the obedience of Christ. And you know what I will say? That's why the Bible say it's important to put on the armor of God. That literally means spiritually putting on the whole armor of God. Whenever you able to cast them thoughts down. The last end of that scripture, sharper than any two-edged sword. You using the sword for the weapons against your mind. Come on, the Bible say the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Come on now. Pulling down the strongholds. Come on What you think them strongholds in your mind? That's the biggest battle. So, man, that's why I said just giving it to viewers. It's like, man, how do I do this when it comes to being mentally down? Because a lot of people, even me, I'm not exempt because we the week I get in my thoughts about, hey, I supposed to be this place. I really feel like I could have been further. And social media will really have you comparing your life to other people. And I'd be like, nope, I'm right where God called me to be for this very present moment, date, and time. I'm exactly where God need me to be. And all I got to do is keep walking towards God. And that's why I talk to people about my week to week struggles. Like, hey, you not alone. You going to have these thoughts. You going to fail sometimes, but it's okay. The Bible says just man falls several times. Get back up, dust yourself, and apply the word of God to your life because the enemy counts on you to stay down. You cannot. You cannot quit. You cannot. You cannot. <laughs> and for real, that's why, you know, people be like, well, Aaron, you know, you don't seem like you have bad days. Who said that? With? Yes, I do. I take that back. No, I don't. No, I don't. I have things that try to come against me to have bad days, but I know who God said I am. I know what he said. He has plans to give me hope in the future. So I know if I just hold on, my circumstances are bound to change. This is a season. And it's so important to figure out what season you're in to be able to fight against the enemy. Because if it's winter, that means you just got to buckle down and hold on to what you have learned until you get to the next season in your life. Because you won't have 
have good seasons all the time. Everything is a season. And I think we don't apply earth experiences to our physical experience. It has so much. That's why I said natural and spiritual things are so, they're they're connected so, so much. If you get the spiritual law, if you start to understand that your life, it becomes more and more simplified because you like, okay, this is a season in my life. Let me understand what season I'm in and how do I handle this particular season in my life? And I have to remind myself of that sometimes. Okay, Aaron, this is a season. What you need to learn. And even if it's winter, you know, wintertime, everything dies, you know, or dies down and you have to, whatever you stored up, that's mentally, physically, and spiritually, you have to use and you have to put that into play until your next blessing comes along. So yeah, I'm reminding people out there, listen, mentally, physically, spiritual, wherever you're at, it may be a season. If you trying to hear the voice of God to determine what season you're in, and my man's just explained it and he couldn't have broke it down any better if I do say so myself. For y'all to be encouraged and you to know, you know, how to decipher the voice of God and how to just get rid of those negative thoughts that you're struggling with. Because that what was the gym right there. What they say? What they say? Uh, uh, troubles don't last always. Yes, God. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. Tough people do. That's what I'm going to say. Trouble don't last, but tough people do. And if you got the spirit mm-hmm. of God, you truly all war and you all tough and you cannot be defeated. Period. You know, the helmet of salvation, as you were speaking of the arm of God, is, is literally a filtration system. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's a it's, it's a, a helmet of filtration where you're able to filter the thoughts of your mind from the good and the bad, the thoughts of you and the thoughts of the enemy and the voice of God. And to go along with what you said, Philippians 4 through 9, and it says, Rejoice in the Lord always, I will say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. This is the part to say, do not be anxious about anything. So those thoughts that cause you to be anxious or worry or stressed, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. He's saying, come on, come God. Tell me, tell me what you're going through. Tell me what you need me to help with. Put all those thoughts and those worries and that stress and that anxiousness, put it all on me. I take it from you. It says, once you do that, it says, in the peace of God, transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's the peace of God. But it says, finally, brothers and sisters, it says, this is what you think on. After you give it to him and you have those thoughts coming in your mind, it says, think on these things, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, what is whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Ooh. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me, meaning Jesus, or seen in me, put it into practice. Come on. And God. the God of peace will be with you. He will actually be with you. See, I feel like we get so stagnant. And when we get attacked, see, we have to be assertive and intentional about defending ourselves spiritually. See, the Lord will fight our battles. But at the same time, he's giving us authority for a reason. And I tell my daughter all the time, I say, if you see the enemy attacking you, you're going to let him just sit there and attack you? I say, the Lord is giving you authority for a reason. Use your authority. I said, what is your authority? What is your authority like? She says, in my mouth. I said, that's right. I said, so if you see the enemy attacking, you ain't speaking against him. You're pretty much saying, okay, do what you want to do. Why do that? If the Lord has given you authority, use your authority and speak against those things that are coming against you. Come on, God. When, when you're being attacked, you can't be passive. The same way if somebody was trying to attack you in the physical, you would defend yourself, regardless if you wanted to or not. 
Mm-hmm. And it got to be the same way in the spirit. If you get an attack by the enemy, you know you get an attack. You need to start praying. And when mm-hmm. I say praying, I'm not saying like getting on your knees. Do what the words say. Use the, use the truth to combat the lie. You know what I'm saying? Tell yourself of who you are in Christ and what the word says about you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Speak your authority. You have no authority to be here. I have all authority over you. I commend you to get out of my mind. You know what I'm saying? This is a lie from the pits of hell. And you have no legal right to come to my life. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to mm-hmm. speak these things and start thinking about whatever is noble, whatever is right whatever is pure, whatever is lovely or admirable, anything excellent or or, or praiseworthy. You know what I'm saying? Like replace those negative thoughts with the thoughts of the Lord. Wait, what's how Trivia say if he did it before he'll do it again? That made me think transparent moment. Whenever I think about where I could be, where I should be, where I need to be, I think about all the things that God has blessed me with in the present moment. God is not a God that he blessed you one time and quit. No, baby, the best is yet to come. So my future is greater. How you see me now is the worst I ever be. So if I'm super dope, now just wait to God, just really keep taking me. I can only go up from here. So when I think about the things that I've gone through where I should have, could have, would have been, I think about, dog, God, you supernaturally blessed me with this. You supernaturally did that. You blessed me with this. And I didn't deserve it. I didn't do no particular thing to get it. It wasn't that I followed you the right way, no. Because you love me. And that's the thing here. His love. I can't stress that enough. When I just think about how good God is and his love, that right there in itself make those crazy thoughts subside that God is a God of love and he want to see me better. So if I'm struggling in my mind, I know this from the enemy because all things good and lovely come from God. And even that presence of God, the scripture that he always remind me, it goes in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. When you start getting in the presence of God, that joy really just takes over. That's why it's so important. I tell my listeners all the time, if you having a moment, go get into a praise and worship song and see how quick your mind changes. You just cried out. You can even have a sad moment to where you just feel like crying. And in that moment, you just release. It's a spiritual release because God like, okay, come on now. Cast your cares on me, just like you said. But when I think about the things that he's done and how much he loved me, that helped me with my thoughts. So when I think about his goodness and okay. what he does, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. All things good and perfect. When he said, think on these things, think about the thing that God done did for you. And if he hadn't tell him to remind you, and Big Daddy gonna remind you. Yeah, he liked to do that. Yes, <laughs> yes God, for real. So yeah, like I said, these are things that people really do struggle with on a day-to-day basis. And I try to remind people of God's love in this podcast and that you don't have to do it by yourself. So I'm so glad that I connected with Brother Robert for him to be able to give y'all some perspective on hearing the voice of God, being able to cast down those thoughts and stuff like that, because this is vital to listeners. This is important for your walk with God. You're going to need these no matter how mature you get in God. And with that being said, let me just say, let me backtrack for a second. When you were talking about marijuana, we had an earlier conversation that hit home. And it's like a lot of people struggle with that. And me and you talked about how even in your struggle, you still came to God and God still bought you out. Because it wasn't you trying to hide. It was you being vulnerable with God and God taking it away because you weren't trying to hide it. And I just laughed, y'all, because so many times we trying to hide our sin from God when God is ever present. He right there in the room with you sneaking and creeping. 
no matter what you're doing, it may be smoking, drinking, having sex. It don't matter what it is. God's eyes is everywhere. He right there. He ever present. Like he see you. So what you hiding from? If it's something that you struggling with, you can struggle and keep asking God to take it away. And eventually God is going to take that habit away from you. But he knows your heart. So when you you come to God, you got to mean it with your whole heart. But I thought it was so funny. We both laughed about, you know, how we try to hide our sins from God. So Tell the people about how God has delivered you from that in your story on the marijuana. I thought that was so unique and funny. Yeah, so, um, and that go hand in hand with what I was talking about because I couldn't identify the way the sin of my flesh sound, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, uh, just just to uh, let you know what I've been through, I've been smoking marijuana since I was 12 years old. And um, from like 12 to 21, I smoke every day, literally every day. I'm not lying. I joined the Army at 21 years old. And for five years, my smoking went down to two times. Times a year because we would have leave uh, two times a year in the army. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I know covered up. Got out the <laughs> army. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I had seasons of it going back to it, coming back, going back to it, coming back. Long as I went without smoking weed my whole life, I'm um, since 12 is a year and three months. All glory to God for freedom. I've been in bondage. You know what I'm saying? And this bondage was spiritual bondage. You know, it was an actual uh, spiritual entity behind this, as well as that's behind everybody else who's addicted to marijuana. Put things in perspective. I'm not saying that is bad, right? And according to what the Lord is doing in your life and what he's telling you to do determines if it is or not. For one person, the Lord might say it's okay to smoke. You know what I'm saying? For the other person, he might say it's not. But you know what the Lord is saying and you know what's on your heart when you're doing these things. Now, if you run to marijuana as a, and it has become an idol, you run into it for, you know what I'm saying, when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're stressed, when you can't deal with someone, when you're angry, that thing has become an idol in your life. It's clear that that thing need to go because now you're putting the poor God and instead of going to God for your issues, you're going to that substance. And if I can interject, I think that's the biggest issue with smoking. Smoking. And I ain't going to tell people it ain't wrong. I always say it is wrong because you're making it an idol before God. And, you know, it's not to say it in a judgmental way. It's to say, hey, God is the jealous God. I wouldn't care if you put your spouse before God, if you put your kids before God. Anything that you substitute for that feeling of God, God will literally place a series of events in your life to where you know that he comes first. And from that perspective, it's wrong because I feel like people go to drugs and alcohol as a way of escape when the Holy Spirit to give you that same feeling if you let him. People just right. don't want it. They want a physical representation. It's like they got to see it, not knowing that God will come down and talk to you just like me and you talking. So it's crazy because when I tell people like, God talk to you, they be like, how you know it ain't your voice? I be like, what? God talk to you just like me and you talking. And it ain't no grand way of talking to God. How you think you supposed to talk to God and how you think he's supposed to sound? Hear ye, hear ye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, why, that's why you saw I, 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 um, I I always said when I heard and I heard it from a man of God, see, God loves you just the way you are. He loves you to mm-hmm. come to you and receive you just how you are. But he loves yep. you too much to allow you to stay that way. Yep. And he going to bring it down to your level and he going to deliver you on your level. And when I say deliver you on your level, I mean, some people just, he do an automatic clean break and they just deliver all at once. In other people's lives, it's like he take them through a process of events to where he slowly deliver them. Everybody is a fingerprinting God and everybody's story is, is different. And the thing that God delivers you from is the very area that he called you to bring people 
lot of. And that's why you struggle with it because your life is a testimony of God's goodness and mercy to help somebody else come out of that same struggle. How would you know, care or pray for them unless you've been through that? So I will say from that perspective, God knows just what he doing. And like I said, it'll come a time when he set up those series of events that he'll deliver you from if that's what he really wants and that's what you really want. So yeah. I was in bondage to it, you know what I'm saying? And I realized that it became an idol in my life. It mm-hmm. was holding me back from things that, that the Lord had me doing and things I was doing in my life. It was affecting those things and not allowing me to move forward in those things, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I knew the Lord had so much more for me and it was turning me from getting those blessings, you know what I'm saying? Because I made, them, I made, made it an idol in my life. So I knew it wasn't conducive to my purpose mm-hmm. and I wanted to quit, but I was in bondage to it. So every time I tried to quit, I always went back to it. I say, this is my last sweet. Then wake up the next morning and be like, man, I got to smoke and go get another sweet. Go buy another second sweet. I even start hustling myself. You feel <laughs> me? Which I didn't did throughout my life. You know what I'm saying? Like I even start hustling just so I could always have it. And it's crazy because through my hustling, the Lord allowed me to stop smoking through my husband because I would rather get that money than smoke up my profit, right? So yes. now I'm making money an idol. See, the Lord did it and he did it in increments and levels. See, I told you. Let that be a witness to y'all. Listen and, to and my name. Not knowing I was acting a sorcerer because the same thing that I was in bondage to and that he freed me from that bondage through me actually hustling, I was keeping other people in the bondage that they wanted to be free from. Mm-hmm. And even though they wanted to be free from it, they couldn't because they were in bondage to it. They were being held captive by spiritual forces. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I found that I kept, I wanted to quit and I couldn't because I couldn't identify what was keeping me smoking. And through that smoking, the enemy was attacking me. It opened so many different doors. It's so much. So I, the Lord allowed me to see how the sin in my flesh sounds because the sin in your flesh has a voice. That dead man has a voice. Remember I was saying, the Lord was telling me, why are you listening to a dead man? He did. Mm-hmm. And I thought the dead man was me. You feel me? So like I said, the mind is a spiritual thing. You feel me? And whatever you can't, whatever spiritual could be infiltrated. Mm-hmm. So the same way the enemy could put thoughts in your head and when it come into your mind, it sound like you because it's your mind. It's the same way that your flesh could talk to you too and put thoughts in your head. And because it's your mind and it's your flesh, it's going to sound like you. So the sin in your flesh uses the corrupted desires of your heart and make you think that you want it. He pulls on those things and, and, and makes you think that it's you that desire those things and you give into those. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, so, for example, uh, I was smoking a sweet, right? And I'm sitting mm-hmm. there and I'm, I'm talking to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Lord, this is my last week. And I don't want to smoke no more. I say, I see that these things have become an idol in my life. I'm bondage to it. It's not complimentary to the purpose that you have for me and the things that I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm better without it. You have much more for me. I say, I don't want this no more. I'm through. This is my last week. I'm not smoking no more. So I smoked last week with the Lord that night. Like I said, I, I used to read the word and smoke. And I talked to God and smoke. It didn't matter to me. I take him everywhere I go, in the good or bad. <laughs> I get drunk with the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it was. You feel me? And then the next day I woke up and I get going in my day and someone was like, smoke, I smoke, smoke, I gotta smoke, man, smoke, 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 no, I don't want to smoke, man, smoke. And I said, go, man, I gotta go buy something then. Like, man, no, but if I buy something, I'm gonna smoke, man, go smoke, smoke. You know what I'm saying? Just telling me to smoke. And I'm like, oh, now I know how you sound. You feel me? Because the day before I just told myself all these things of what I want to do with myself. I don't want to smoke no more. It's not conducive to my purpose. It's stopping me from moving forward in the Lord, the things the Lord have for me. It has me embodied. It should become an idol to myself. I don't want this for myself. I just told myself this the night before. But the next day something is coming and telling me opposite of what I said I want to do with myself. Mm-hmm. What is this thing or this force telling me
telling me opposite of what I said I want to do with me. Oh, that's the sin in my flesh. That's that dead man. That's mm -hmm. how he's now. So he got to talking to me, telling me to smoke, but I didn't want to smoke no more. So now that I know how he sounds, like the power is back in my hands and I can never be manipulated anymore. The choice cannot be taken from me. And that's the most important thing for a human is a choice. Don't never take the choice away from yourself. That's why I say you got to take the time to get to know the people that you're with before you get with them. Because if you don't, you take the choice away from yourself and you end up with somebody you don't know. And now you're in a toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. doing more than, you know what I'm saying? Like never take the choice from yourself. So now the choice is back in my hand. And when that thing is telling me to smoke, I can say, nah, I'm good. I don't desire that for myself. That's why it's so important to know who you are and what you want and where you're going in your life. You feel me? Because if you don't, then somebody going to direct to the way they want you to go. Your flesh or the enemy putting thoughts in your head. Another example, and I told you this so when we talked last time, I realized that I've been abusing myself with drugs, sex, and alcohol for the past 16 years of my life, and I got nothing to show for it. That I deserve to be treated better than that. That I deserve to be loved. That I can't love myself if that's how I'm treating myself. I told y'all we was coming with that heat, right? Y'all, tune in next week for the final episode. I can't wait to have y'all back next week. Tune in next week, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to hit the follow button for the Confessions of a Practicing Christian podcast to get your weekly dose of godly counsel on all things success, life, and wellness. Also, follow me on Instagram at C-O-A-P-C underscore pod and also on Facebook at Confessions of a Practicing Christian. Chime in and let me know your thoughts on this week's episode. Mwah. Love you and God, babe.